Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. I'm Eileen. Hey, girl. How are you, sweet baby? I'm doing well. I um, You're a little sleepy. I'm a, I'm a touche tired. A touche. Because, because uh, so last night, Matt, you know, Matthew and I are vaccinated now, which is a dream come true. So we were yeah. hanging out with some friends. And uh, remember when I was sober for a full year in 2020? Well, that is gone. Absolutely. So I had a little bit too much Prosecco last night. Prosecco and... is the one that has Ooh. been the ass kicker these few days. Is it the sugar or the bubbles? I Both, perhaps? Both coming together to just like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just a little, I didn't sleep well. I had some weird, like dark, spooky dreams that I cannot remember for the life of me, but the kind of dreams where you wake up and you're like, I don't feel right. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I've... I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe your brain is like, oh, you're going to talk about something spooky tomorrow. Yeah, spooky movie. And also, mm-hmm. I just want to say, my neighbor, Butch, <laughs> is actually his name. I swear, like, the moment that I'm like, I'm getting ready to press record, he's like, musica, like, full volume. He's like, I'm going to listen to some classic 70s rock. So I know you can probably not hear anything, Eileen, but Yo no oigo nada. to our listeners, get ready for classic rock and a, a spooky movie. Listen, <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Steely Dan and Ghosts, why yeah. not? Uh, what a mix. Yeah. Um, I'm fine. I, uh, I'm still dog-sitting, hoping yeah. the dog won't bark. I woke up early. I watered the garden. This place that, I, that I'm staying at has a lovely little, like, mini farm outside. So it makes lovely. me feel particularly, like... I don't consider myself a green thumb type Ooh, of gal. Me either. Pero yo me siento que estoy pura farmer, just like watering some lettuce leaves and some kale things. She's got a bunch of shit back there. So What a nice thing to just wake up in the morning and just be like, I got to water a garden. Yeah. That's a great way to wake up. I love I that. I haven't even, I didn't even put my bra on and I was like, <laughs> okay, let me fucking hose these hose down. That sounds <laughs> amazing honestly yeah. that sounds like a great morning it is it's and the weather's been nice so it's been yeah. it's it's very zen if only this dog wasn't a fucking gremlin from hell then yeah. it would have be he, it would be perfect he likes to he likes to bark that little one loves to he run sh- loves to i mean he's a he's still a wee thing so yeah but yeah. hey you shush it back there uh yeah pup, shush it roman because we got business to attend to today yeah we're talking spooky movies again and um you picked this one this week i did i picked this movie uh we went back to argentina this movie is called la funeraria the funeral home i found it on shutter it is a fresh movie from 2020 yeah brand new brand new baby so let's talk about this yeah. movie you want to give me a little uh synopsis i shall give you a synopsis this I copied it from IMDb, but it's also the synopsis that was in Shudder. So, oh, okay. Shudder slash IMDb. Thank you to you both. Bernardo is an undertaker. 
he runs his mortuary business in the same house where he resides. In the front, he has his clients. And in the back, his dysfunctional family lives among coffins, wreaths, and mischievous supernatural entities that visit on a daily basis. They attribute the paranormal manifestations to the dead bodies from their mortuary work. Find the real source of all this madness will be their quest, but they might find a terrifying truth. Listen, keyword in this, in that synopsis, dysfunctional, because God Bro. damn. Oh, esta familia. <laughs> familia, get some therapy, honey. So I saw, I was, you know, looking for trivia and stuff. I saw in a bunch of reviews it being compared to hereditary because of yes. the, the family dysfunction, which I was like, sure. I mean, hereditary felt a lot... <laughs> A lot darker and deeper and harder. Yes, I agree. But I can see the comparison. You know, I also read a review where we'll get to the end about what we thought about the movie, but there was a review that I read that it was like, Hereditary really go does well in like creating these relationships that like you really feel the relationships and that this movie, The Funeral Home, doesn't. And I, I'm just going to say off the top, disagree entirely. I also disagree with that. Like, I feel these relationships. Holy yeah. shit. So for sure, let's uh, let's talk about this. Let's do this. All right, everybody. The Funeral Home, written and directed by Mauro Ivan Ojeda. Right off the top, creepy-ass creepy. music. Ooh. Oh, okay. Let's just say from the beginning, la música en oh esta God. película. The Increíble. music in this movie, like the tone that every moment was set was... By this music. Like, Absolutely. Obviously, that's the whole point of like a creepy movie, a movie's soundtrack, but very specifically this music was absolutely haunting it was terrifying i think like there are certain movies out there the one that comes to mind is the shining does not yeah. exist would not be what it is without the fucking music and yeah. this movie is so well supported by this terrifying score throughout if anything i would say that the reason why it's this movie does get to the creep value that it achieves is because of the music. Agreed. Because yeah, not to not to like get my cart in front of the horse. You know what I mean. <laughs> but <laughs> get my get cart in front of the in horse. In front of the horse. But like you know, this is a pretty normal, usual like ghost story that you would. Yeah. It's not super uncommon, but oh, mm -hmm. esta música brought it to a different level. For sure, absolutely. So our first real shot shows the exterior of a house at night and there's this like incessant buzzing ringing sound. Mm -hmm. Like it rings, stops, rings, stops. So we're in the yard right outside this house and we see like, a random chicken, a poor, tied-up, beautiful German shepherd. Oh, this baby! Sweet baby, and a porta potty in yeah. the lawn, on the, like in the yard. I was really surprised by this porta potty. I was like, construction work? Like your bathroom's not working? Can't stop it. But we will get there. Mm -hmm. And we also realized that the yard is divided by a painted red line. On one side of the, the line, the yard is really well kept. The other half is a mess. Un desastre. Like there's a discarded bicycle. There's kids' toys. There's like a dirty, unused pool. A mess. Yeah. So now we're inside the house and this ringing is still going on. And we see that the painted line 
is inside the house as well. Which I didn't notice until way later. Mm-hmm. Until there was a moment where we were going up the stairs and I was like, oh, the line is there. It's in the fucking and I, house. I hadn't realized that. That's the thing about this movie is that, not that you'd want to do repeat viewings because it's, you know, not the most uplifting movie, but right. you catch things. Yeah. Like even going over my notes, I was like, oh my God, that's what that meant. I think, you know, Ginza. And it's also particularly dark in some spots Ooh, like pockets where, of terror everywhere <laughs> every fucking it's where it's literally yeah. like this house is the capital building of pocket <laughs> of terror city yes for sure <laughs> everywhere yeah and it's hard to see what's yeah. really going on inside totally so we're inside this house we see one half of the red line spooky one half like normal house and it, this is all kind of looks like one shot like the camera yeah. we are sweeping like, camera sweeping movement. through this house mm-hmm. so we go upstairs and we come up to a door frame that's outlined in that red paint and inside this room There's a woman asleep in bed. We continue on and we pass a door with an opaque glass window. Yeah. And on the glass, it says, no entrar de noche. Do not go in at night. I I mean, Uh, already. No. No. Scary. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is in there? Yeah. So so then we go in. It's the words. Uh De noche. No entrar de noche like, is... If it were like, don't go in, it's like, oh, there's construction, like some, there's a leak, but de noche means de like, noche means there's a bad. ghost in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we go into another room that looks like a kid's room because there's like a little hamster and there's a bunch of trophies. And then we approach a room with a chained up door. Mm. We go into this room and it is dirty dusty but we also notice like candles and little statues of skeletons we see a pentagram of sticks like kind of pushed off into a nook and a framed picture of an old man and we're like okay who is this who does be who are you sir and then we see a bed and something invisible Sits on the bed. I, I, Hello. I, I wrote, uy la cama. <laughs> uy la cama. Because so, it was just like a pressed, an indentation appears mm-hmm. out of nowhere, which I was yes. like, blah, 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 blah. no. Creepsville, no. Spooksville. So then we yeah. get our cut title card, The Funeral Home. It's the next morning and we meet Estela, who is the, like the mother of this family. Mm-hmm. She's fully watering flowers <laughs> in a coffin. <laughs> there are flowers in a coffin. Which I was like... <laughs> If I were to go to a funeral home and their flowers outside were in coffins, I would find that incredibly charming, actually. I, like, I get, like, it's like, oh, really? That's a choice. But yeah, why like, not? Welcome. It's We are here. Our job is to provide a funeral service for you. Absolutely. Do we have a quirky, like, this is how we find joy and happiness? We take also death through- lightly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would be like, okay. I'll bring my grandma to this fucking place. In walks Irina, who is her daughter. She's this young teen girl. She's carrying like a box full of like tchotchkes that she brought from her grandmother's house where she stayed the night. And right off the top, I'm like, these two women, teenage daughter included, look tired. Bro. Bags, like luggage. And I was just like, what? Everybody's exhausted here. And immediately there's tension and it's like the daughter is kind of a dick and you're just like. Yeah. Which, you know, mother, daughter. She's a teenager. Sure, why not? Whatever. but oh, there is this vibe. There is a very like, 
vibe to yeah. everything. There's, there's an there's edge w- here. There's weight. Yes, for, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So out comes Berna- Bernardo, who, listen, I'm just going to call him B throughout this movie. Is that okay? His name, sure. Like, I'm just going to do B. So, because I trip up on my fucking R's because <laughs> I need to take a Spanish lesson. So B comes out and he says, ¿Qué tal? To Irina. And she fully ignores Does him. Does not respond. Bye. And then B goes up to Estela and he's like, hey, where's the glue? And she's like, dude, I have no, I don't, I don't know. Things are tense. Everybody's exhausted. Get a cup of coffee. Like it is, there is tired. There is nary a smile to be seen. Ugh, nowhere. So we see that the funeral home is literally right across the yard from this house where this family lives. So these people are in the death business. Yeah. So he goes into the funeral home. It's all set up for a wake. There's literally a dead woman in an open casket. Which, in any time <sighs> in any horror movie, if there's a dead body in a fucking casket, I'm waiting for it to sit the fuck up. Which is exactly what I was waiting for because <laughs> he finds the glue, he puts them on her lips and like shuts her Holds mouth. Holds her to... jaw together. Yeah. Right. So her like lips will close. Her mouth won't open. I was ready for a grab or something like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Por favor. Funeral business mortuary stuff I always think about <laughs> about how these dead bodies have to have their faces beat like they'll put makeup yeah. and all this stuff this woman looks gray dead oh yeah <laughs> she does not look good they did not put a snary a revlon cherries in the snow like nothing like Nada. this this bitch looks fr- like I've been sitting out for a while. Yeah. And so she does not look good. He closes her mouth. Not a stitch of makeup on this dead face. <laughs> Nothing. And he, he go after he closes her mouth, B goes over to the wall and he pushes the buzzer mm-hmm. that we were hearing the night before. Right above the, bu- the buzzer, it says, presionar cuando necesite algo. Press if and when you need anything. Yeah. So who was pressing this buzzer last night? Ghosts, ghouls, and goblins. Yeah. Something horrible pressing that button. Y a cada rato también. Oh, like Brother, incessantly. No. A nightmare. So he gets this whole room set up for the wake. He lets the family in to see this. <laughs> their hideous gray dead person i'd be like i'm not paying full price <laughs> what the fuck is this i i want that face beat this is hello not, this absolutely not so it's later that evening and b is walking back to the house across the yard from the funeral home but the camera like kind of creepily pans in on what looks like a half buried altar mm-hmm. like there are candles and there's a knife stabbed right into the middle of this altar and wrapped around the handle, like the hilt of the knife, is a chain yeah. with the medallion on it, like this weird-looking medallion. Yep. So that night, the family is sitting around the dinner table for this awkward-ass dinner. Awkward. Oh, my I God. Do. B turns to Edina, and he's like, could you please stop using your cell phone at the dinner table? She literally just puts her hand up to him. Bro. To, be, to say no. Just a hand. I... That's what she does. <laughs> I mean... If it was me, and it, may she rest, but if my mother was mm-hmm. at the table and had seen me, if if even a finger came up to be like, no, she would have slapped Full slap. the shit out of me. <laughs> this Edina but doesn't give a fuck. She's not just a like, hot fuck. Talk to the hand, basically. Yeah, quite okay, literally. <laughs> so B insists. He's like, no, you need to listen to me. And she says, you can't tell me to do anything. 
So what I was like, I was like, oh, this is her stepdad. Mm-hmm. So Irina then is like, hey, mom, look at this picture that grandma just sent me on my phone. And she holds up her phone for Estela to see. And it's a picture of like a handsome guy. Yeah. And so this guy, this picture, this guy from the picture, that is her biological father. Right. Okay. I also want to say... This man, Bernardo, mm-hmm. looks way older than the wife. Yes. I would say there's a good 20. 20, maybe yeah. 20 years. I think you're right. El pelo pintado, his hair is dyed. Absolutely, yes. In a way where you're like, oh, honey, you're dying your hair kind of way. You know Absolutely. what I mean? There is definitely a sizable age gap here. Totally. So Estela sees this picture of, you know, her ex-husband and she's mm-hmm. like, she is not having it. The funeral buzzer goes off and B is like, thank God. Gotta he, go. Pieces out. Saved by the bell. <laughs> and then Irina says, by the way, grandma's going to buy me a new cell phone. And oh, thank God for grandma, because it, if it weren't for her, I wouldn't get anything ever. And by the way, grandma says you should use dad's pension money to buy me new ballet shoes or at least pay for my dance class. So Estela says, tell your grandma to sell it to, to send you. Fuck to, off. She straight up says, send you whatever the hell she wants, pero que no se meta conmigo esa vieja de mierda. And I was like, oh, Ooh, girl, I wrote, Ooh, Damn. there's some grandma drama. <laughs> Holy shit. So I was like, OK. This could be her mother, but what I'm assuming here as this is the mother of the ex-husband who for some reason is not in the picture anymore. Estela then says, I did pay for the ballet shoes and the classes, but you know I couldn't make it to your performances because things were really tough for me. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just me who didn't go to your dance uh, your dance shows, your recital. It was also your dad. Yeah. But now you've lost interest in dance. You don't do it anymore. And Irina straight up says... You made me lose interest in dance. So Grandma was the only one who came. So this fucking kid is like, pay for my shoes, pay for my dance class. Also, I don't like dancing anymore, so fuck you. So like, what's the fucking point? What do you what want? What do you want? But you honestly, kid? good representation of a fucking like angsty, unruly, angry, kid. hurting teenager. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this is over now. This dinner is over. And in the meantime, we cut back to B, who has gathered some, some tasa, some like cups to take to the family in the funeral home mm-hmm. but as he's about to open the glass door that leads out into the yard he pulls back a curtain and we see that a ghost or something is writing te veo en la bicicleta in the condensation in the glass i'll see you at the bicycle so b goes into the yard he crosses the red line into what i'm just going to call like the spooky side of, of the sure. yard yeah 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 and he goes to the bike and behind him we see like footprints footprints invisible just like walking up to him b touches his shoulder like something is grabbing him there but he's it's like taking pleasurable. pleasurable yes yeah. i was like what's this ghost doing to this man very strange he closes his eyes even yes. where he's like feeling, enjoying it he's Yes, there's something. Ugh. I was like, what's the deal? What's happening? <laughs> but then the buzzer rings and he snaps out of it. And meanwhile, back in the house, this horrible dinner is over. And Estela is secretly looking through B's coat. And she finds a note inside his pocket that says, Quiero verte. Quiero verte. I want, I want to see you. 
And it seems to be the same writing from the window. So I'm like, yeah. what? Who? Block ¿Qué letters. Está pasando? Yes. Yeah. It's later that night. Estela gets ready for bed and she fully takes a sleeping pill. She tucks in. She closes the curtains, but then something we can't see starts to open the curtains. But she fully has like a long wooden rod and closes the curtains but it just keeps happening so she's used to this yes we now this is now when we officially have like a confirmation that these people are just living with ghosts to the point where a ghost opens my curtain so often that I have a pole ready to yes. close my curtain when they do that. This is just my life. Living no, with this dickhead no. ghost who won't let me sleep. That's why she's fucking taking her sleeping pills. Hello. Popping them pills and being like, ugh, gotta fucking close my curtain 13 times during Can the night. Can you imagine that? No. being so used to it that you're like... Ugh, where's my rod? God damn it. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Insane. Uh, so then we cut to Irina's room where we see that little hamster like wheeling away. And Irina, is, she's in bed listening to music. She gets she's up. She's in the bed. She's in the horrible. bed. She's fully dressed. But she's then she bed. fully pees in a bucket in her bedroom. So as she's squatting there peeing in the middle of her room, she sees Emma, her <laughs> little hamster, walking by roaming about so she's like what the fuck she's out of her 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 cage Cage. but she can hear still hear the wheel so she looks at the cage and she sees no a hideous ghostly figure with its back to her naked figure turning the wheel no and she says no But this is clearly not her dad. No. And it's like this hideous looking ghost. So she gets into bed, covers her head with the sheets. And so I was like, oh, her dad is dead. This reminded me of Aterrados. Yes, for sure. Because you do get a shot of her like peeking out and you just see like the legs walking. The naked body going by. No, 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 no. Very Aterrados for sure. And that shot of her, like for me, it was like, this is classic horror movie stuff and also like horror story stuff just like clutching your blanket and all you see are the eyes and terrified eyes wide as plates like yes. fucking horrorizada uh, and she's like <gasps> and i was like oh boy seriously because if i saw no i it, run from I, the room screaming peeing in a bucket not only mm-hmm. am i peeing in a bucket all of a sudden my guinea pig is rolling roaming on the fucking floor mm-hmm. and i fucking look up and there's a naked fucking dude with scratches all over yeah, his back just like, it looks like maybe blood or even mud just dripping down no. all over my boy absolutely get me the fuck out of here so then we cut to the kitchen where we see this like flashing line of light that was exactly like hereditary yeah remember that fl- it was like Fully inspired by Hereditary, I'm sure. Yeah. And then we see a doorway leading out into the yard. And through the keyhole and like the glass panes of the door, it's just bright light just shining through this doorway. And then all of a sudden, we're in the funeral home and everything is shaking. The funeral home doors burst open and the camera pans out into a yard where we see some bushes part like a fucking ghost is walking through. And then we see that the flashing light seems to be originating from the chained up bedroom upstairs, right? Yes. That must be where it's coming from. I think so. So it's the next morning and Estela is like straight up spraying Febreze everywhere and she says, the smell of B's dad's perfume Mm -hmm. will never leave. So we're like, okay, so the dad used to live here, probably up in that spooky ass room where that framed picture was. That old man is probably that. That's the dad. Yeah. 
And so she also says, I was scared of your dad, Bernardo, your old dad near the end because of all the weird and dark shit that he used to be involved with. Mm -hmm. So B is like, listen, he's dead. Can we just leave it? Move on. Let's move on. And Estela says, well, by the way, Irina wants to move to her grandmother's house. This grandmother who is super manipulative because I remember her putting ice on my swollen eye while saying lovely things about her son. So another little piece of the puzzle were like, oh, this ex-husband used to Was beat abusive. the shit out yeah. of Estela. Okay. All right. We're seeing what's happening here. The puzzle is being formed. Yes. So then Irina comes up and she's like, by the way, they got into my room last night. Like a ghost was in my room last night. I don't want to be here anymore. Honestly, I'm on her side now. There's no, how would you sleep in that room again? How? No, never. So B says, Ramona did everything to make sure they don't come into our room. So I was like, who is Ramona? Like, oh, a Who psychic, is Ramona? A shaman? Who are you? Una bruja. So B says, I'll call Ramona so she can come back. Remember, she said they can't do anything to us. All of a sudden, there's a, a fucking chicken in the kitchen. And, and Estela's <laughs> like, she's like, get that chicken the hell out of here. Your dad should have decapitated them all. So apparently, these chickens belong to the dad. And he was doing, like, ritualistic decapitation shit with these fucking chickens. Little by little, we're finding out that Bernardo's dad was satanic or like yeah. a weird creep of, that is not cool. Into some dark, Into some dark ritualistic shit. shit. Yeah. B is like, listen, I got to go bury that dead woman. So bye. <laughs> yeah. And Irina at this point tells her mom, listen, we got to get the hell out of here. And Estela's like, look, it's here are the streets. Stop freaking out. Because remember, Ramona said it's normal to expect ghosts living so close to a funeral home. But Irina then says, listen, I only stay here because of what the shaman said about my dad. The shaman... Ramona, I think Ramona. I, I assume. Digo yo. And apparently the shaman said, the dad must be here among all these other presences. So Edina says, I just want to see him once. And then I'm moving to grandma's and you won't see me again. Honestly, I'm good. I don't need to see my fucking dead dad, dude. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would have been no. gone a, the minute anything walked into my room. Naked The ghost. minute I had to pee in a bucket, no. Bye. I'm I can't boy. do this. Yeah. No. Especially like as a teen, like absolutely not. I can't no way. do this. In Like Estela, I understand. She loves her husband Bernardo, even sure. though this relationship is tense Funky. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Pero they're, in a, they're married. Yeah. Pero la hija? No. Girl, let Yo me, me go. Anyway, so we get a quick scene where Estela's in the bathtub and she notices that she has a bruise on her arm. Oui. Not good. And then later on, B arrives with a doll and he hides it under an armchair cushion. Irina comes in. They have this quick, uncomfortable chat where he's like, listen, I got to talk to you. I'm not trying to take your dad's place, but you need to follow the house rules. And Irina's like, I pee in a bucket. I pee in the porta potty. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Because... Ramona said, do not use the bathroom at night. Mm -hmm. That's why yes. you have a porta potty. Another reason I'm moving out. Bro, I can't In even the use the, of the fucking. Bro, no, no, hola. So, she, so <laughs> Irina's like, what else do you want from me? And B is like, okay, 
I know you're in pain because your dad died in a motorcycle accident. Again, mm-hmm. another little puzzle piece. I like but- the way that there is like little by little, they're like, here's a, another extra chunk of information and a little yes. bit more information. That's It's a really smart way of not only like we feel the tension, but like finding out little by little why it's there. It's I and think I like it. It doesn't all happen at the end. It's yeah. like throughout this movie, you're given the pieces to put together. Yeah, so for sure. So B says, listen, Edina, I know you're in pain because your dad died in that motorcycle accident, but you need to understand that he was a sick, jealous man who used to beat the shit out of your mom, and you know it. Yeah, and she's like, callate la boca when you talk to about my... wash your mouth out. Wash your mouth. Which (laughs) like, oh, okay, girl. (laughs) So she goes storming off, and in comes Estela, and she shows B the bruise on her arm. And she's like, listen, maybe my ex really is one of the ghosts here. And B says, no seas boluda. (laughs) You know that that was a lie that you made up. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. So that means. Oh, I'm. Oh, okay. Right now, you saying that. Uh huh. I'm fully now understanding. Another some puzzle stuff. piece. But what I what I gather is that Estela mm-hmm. told Irina that the shaman said that the ghost dad basically might be here, and that was a manipulative thing that Estela did to keep Irina here in the house. Sure. Yes. Or. That the abuse wasn't real. Yeah, was that what he, what she was trying to say? I don't. I'm not quite sure. This, the reason why we are skeptical of Estela doesn't come in until later. So let's, let's talk. Let's get we'll there. Get let's there. get there. This is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Estela gets pissed. She storms off too, and then it's later that night, and that flashing light is back. B walks in. To, uh, he walks up to this armchair where he hit the hit the doll. He pulls out the doll. And on a little side table by the armchair, he sees a note that says, Le va a encantar. She's going to love it. And it looks like the same the writing, same writing that from we've the been window seeing before. And the mm-hmm. other note. And then we hear like little running footsteps and no. this invisible. <laughs> This invisible presence comes up to be, and he says, Es para ti, like the doll, it's for you. And then all of a sudden, there's a new note on the side table, but it's now written in like kid scribble. And it says, Gracias, Gracias papa. papa. No. No. And then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at this moment, I was like, Oh, that he had a family that died, and these are his ghosts. This is the ghost family. That he used to have. But, but then he, no. But no, because he's like, I like it when you call me that. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, hold on, <sighs> hold on. So he's having an affair with a ghost and there's a child there. Yes. That's a also chi- a, ghost a ghost child involved. That he has now like brought <laughs> into like, this. As like a fake ghost family. C- bro. <laughs> Like, whoa. Nuts. What's happening? So, yeah, he's like, I love it when you call me that. I love you. You're like the daughter I never had. Oh, boy. So we cut to Edina in her bedroom listening to music. And she gets up. She puts on a black leather jacket, I'm assuming, her dad's. And she's about to head down the stairs. But she stops because she can hear B talking downstairs being like, my daughter, my ghost daughter. (laughs) And meanwhile, downstairs with Bernardo, we see the doll being pulled by something invisible. And he's like, listen, you go play because I got to talk. He sits in the armchair and he says to something in the room, show yourself. 
I want to see what you look like because this is this isn't enough for me anymore, buddy. So <laughs> so we're back up we're back upstairs with Irina. And something rolls a little ball at her. No, get out. Bro, stay in your room. No. Oh, my God. Shut the door. Lock it. Again, sheets over the head. So we also hear footsteps running off. And she, for some ridiculous reason, she says, take care of me, Dad. And she goes into the forbidden bathroom to use this goddamn bathroom. No entrar en la noche. Honey, it's right there on the glass. So she's in the bathroom trying to, you know, you, you know, use in the bathroom when she hears like a squeaking sound coming from a vent and then something is trying to open the bathroom door. No. So she's got her cell phone with her. She calls her mom and we get a quick shot of Estela fully asleep with her phone ringing right next to her and behind her in the window there is a ghostly figure just staring at her watching her sleep and she's so pilled up that she can't hear the phone she's fully knocked she out she is out so then Irina tries to call B and we get a shot <laughs> Of B standing by the armchair, but he's now on the spooky side of the red line. His pants are down by his ankles. His shirt is off. His ass is out. Is he getting a blowjob? Ghost blowjob. Ghost <laughs> blow. Right? What else could it be? That's what I th- I was like, holy shit, this is a ghost blowjob. Ghost blowjob. Because his arms are to his side, like spread yeah. out, and his yeah. head is like knocked back. Like uh-huh. I was just like... It, it made me think of Ghostbusters when Dan uh-huh. Aykroyd, uh, remember there's that part where the ghost unbuckles his yes, pants? Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters. Wow. wow. Okay, ghost so, blowjob. So B cannot be bothered because, uh, you know, <laughs> he is, ghost blowjob. He is uh, <laughs> occupied. <laughs> so we cut back to Irina, who's still freaking out. But now she she is able to leave the bathroom. And as, as she's heading back to her room... She hears a noise behind her, and she turns around to see that the chained-up room is behind her, and two creepy demon hands creep out. They forcefully pull the door open, but there's nothing there, so she is terrified. She runs to her mom's room. She's desperately trying to wake her up, and this thing is just, like, banging Banging. on the door. Estela finally wakes up, but she's fucking out of it because of the sleeping pill. The door busts open, and it's Bernardo. And Irina fully runs up to him and embraces him. But as soon as she does that, she pushes him away. And she's like, this is your fault. Yeah. I'm out of here. Like, take me to grandma's grandma's house. I can't take it. Immediately. And then we get a teeny quick shot of that demon hand fully grabbing that ball. That claw, just picking it up. That demon, it's out now. That that baby's out. We do get like a really, really quick shot of Irina packing her stuff, but Estela convinces her to stay because it's too late. It's a really quick scene, but this movie is filled with these little moments that feel kind of inconsequential, but the acting is really good. good. Yeah. Because they have a moment where they sit down and they embrace, and it's so awkward, but you can tell that they so badly just want to fucking hold each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's so sad. She's, the, the daughter is obviously like, terrified oh my gosh yeah at a full 10 the mom is probably still fucking pilled up and like hung over on mm-hmm. pills and like i would be livid and angry also but i yeah. also would want the comfort of my mom so like absolutely it She's makes sense why she stays yeah yeah so then downstairs b is sitting in his <laughs> armchair again <laughs> 
this and then, made me laugh so hard. What him in the armchair with the doll? No, the oh. note. The note that the so the oh, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost writes a little note on the window by the armchair that says "No me dejes aquí como una tarada." Yeah, which just basically saying like, "Bro, I was sucking your dick, and then you just fucking left me left here." Me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm pissed. And he's like, oh, it's, I had to help my, she's my wife. What am I supposed to do? Mm. And I was like, this affair that is happening. This ghost affair. It's so funny. So yeah, he's like, please come back, come back, you know, finish. Let's finish what we started. Yeah. But then he draws back the curtain again and it fully says, Forro. Forro. <laughs> And then, so that poor dog who just is tied up outside this entire movie is just barking and whimpering. So B goes to check the dog and right outside the door, there are three coffins lined up purposefully for him to see, to scare him. And three coffins, there are three people in that home. Three people in this, I mean, three alive people but plenty of <laughs> correct you know <laughs> other other so, situations going yeah. on so he goes back inside and he's like don't mess with that like he's now pissed but then we hear like something writing on the window again that's squeaking he draws back the curtain and written in blood in it blood. says ayúdame no lo hice yo which is whoa terrifying so something attacked his lover ghost ghost wife yeah like the part that's even creepier is that the ghost which is already Already creepy saying help me it wasn't me yeah and which means like there is In something blood. even more fucked afoot yep b goes upstairs and he sees that that chained up room is now wide open Mm-mm. so he goes up he goes to inspect he finds a harmonica that he looks at for yeah. <laughs> quite some time mm-hmm. sure but then he chains the room back up it's the next morning, and Estela and Irina are walking into the yard. Irina fully has a box of her trophies. Like, she's going to Grandma's house. Goodbye. Right. She then asks Irina to leave her one of her trophies, which Irina does. And again, the scene, very quick, but so sad, because you see Estela, like, she just wants to put her arm around her daughter, but she doesn't. Heartbreaking. Yeah. So later on, B and Estela are talking, and Estela says, today's the first day that I can't smell your old crazy dad's perfume. And I was like, girl, girl, that's not his perfume, honey. Mm-mm. That's not his. And so they're both like, we miss Irina. And then Estela sits down, and she is like, B, I, I need to ask you something. You're pissed at me because I got my tubes tied, right? And we're like, oh, okay. Let's... More info. And B says, listen, that's a personal decision you made, but I do think you were too young. So Estela says, listen, I had two miscarriages, and if it were if it were for Irina's dad, he would have gotten me pregnant once a year to control me, and that's why I got the surgery, and I would have loved to have given you a child. So B is like, listen, I already made peace with the fact that I'm not going to have a kid. So Estela then, like, it's like nice, saying a nice thing, but then saying a shitty thing. She says, yeah, but also all the women you were with left you because of the sick relationship you had with your dad. And he says, the, the the phrase he says next makes a lot of sense, I feel, because he says, no me busques pelea. Like, don't yes. come looking for a fight with me, because that's what, that's what she's doing. Absolutely. So B is like, look, I didn't have a sick relationship with my dad. He's dead. Drop it. Yeah. And by the way, all the women that, you know, I was in a relationship with before, not all of them broke up with me. I broke up with some of them. So Estela says, because she found that note before, she's like, well, then you have to break up with all of them 
because it seems like some of them haven't realized it yet. But I don't think Estela <laughs> understands that this is no. a, a ghost affair. She thinks there's a flesh and blood woman out there. Yeah, she fully <laughs> thinks there is an actual affair going on when, ma'am, it's a ghost mistress. You are fighting a fight you, that you can't... I- I don't know about I don't know about it, honey. Yeah, you're. It's not gonna work out for you. What are you gonna so, do? Although that ghost mistress was writing notes in blood, so I'm pretty sure she is dead and gone. Plus, there's no more perfume. That ghost is whatever. Gone. Whatever was released from the room has uh-huh. now it, taken you, over. You can't trust anything. Honestly, I yeah. didn't really even trust ghost mistress and ghost Absolutely child. Absolutely not. I was like, this is a trick. Absolutely, that's the demon right there. I thought, but I don't. I think it was actually a ghost. I I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, now no. I, I yeah. realize. <laughs> but I was like, maybe. Who knows? So. Later that night, B is holding the doll by the armchair. He's crying. He's calling out for the ghost. He's like, please Vení don't be mad. Ratito, oh, it was ma. so creepy. I hated it. I and he's like, he's like, it. I can't stop talking to her because she's my wife. But nothing comes to see him. Nada más, por favor. Un like ratito. a child. Yeah, it was very Ooh, it was unbecoming. So <laughs> but so he, nothing comes. So he goes to his office and he's looking through a bunch of death certificates but we specifically focus on two death certificates, one of a little girl, Melina Garcia, and then what looks like a woman in her 20s named Carmen. Carmen. So he goes back up to his armchair and he's like, Carmen, Beni, I know who you are. Melina, please come. So apparently these were like dead bodies that that he took into the funeral home that or his dad did because his dad the funeral home was owned by his dad previously so i was it really i think so i think that's what's implied gosh i didn't catch see in the very beginning i did not even catch that part so he's like crying out for these ghosts his affair ghost nothing comes and upstairs estela wakes up because b is fully screaming downstairs so she gets up and she walks to the stairs but she turns back to look at the chained up room and through like the barely open door frame she sees shadows moving around spooky spooks very spooks she goes downstairs she sees b asleep in the armchair just with his little doll and she goes into the yard to use the porta potty and outside in the yard there are like automatic sensor lights whenever Mm -hmm. someone or something, something walks by. So she goes into the porta potty and the light turns on. And all of a sudden, a dead bloody chicken is thrown onto the roof of this porta potty, which I was like, Jurassic Park, the fucking <laughs> goat leg in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Estela freaks out clearly and she tries to get out, but something won't let her out. And then the porta potty is shaking and moving with her in it. Bro. Oh, first of all, that gross piss and shit is going to get all over the place. <laughs> Everywhere. Ew. So fucking gross. But she is freaking out in there. Finally, it stops. That sensor light goes out. And when Estela comes out, we see that that thing has been dragged like 10 feet. Also, really quickly, Uh before she gets to the bathroom, they like follow her through the house. And I just want to say this house, especially in the 
I guess in the part where things, the spooky part past the red line, there is so many things covered in sheets, coat racks. There's all this fucking stuff, which is like the pocket of terror part of it. So like every time she turns a corner, there'll be like a weird coat rack with a weird Mm -hmm. hat where you're like, is that a person? And it's awful. I feel like there was probably stuff kind of in the back that we just didn't even notice because there's so, again, pockets of terror everywhere. Everywhere. Is that thing going to jump out at me? Who is that? What is it? A nightmare everywhere in this spooky ass house. Totally. So it's the next day and B and Estela are like sitting on a couch in their living room and in walks Ramona. Ramona. Hey girl. And she is the psychic. She's checking this place out with her wonderful psychic abilities. (laughs) Yeah. She goes to check the porta potty. She finds a decapitated chicken's head. She, She goes back inside and she's like, listen, I feel something. I need to do a ritual to help me see something, so don't talk to me. <laughs> she goes, les pido que no me hablen. And I wrote, me too, girl. <laughs> that's my that's my thing. I'm Mantra asking in you, life. do not talk to me. <laughs> so then it's that night, and Ramona is performing a ritual by a fire that's inside a circle of salt. She seems to feel something, and then she has this vision. And in this vision, she walks to the glass door that leads to the yard, and we see those same three coffins placed, you know, purposefully right outside the door. To invoke this vision, though, they put, like, a filter on the screen where it almost was, like... A thin veil or curtain, it's what it looked like. Like as if we were looking, peering through like a very translucent thin, like it was, I really liked this. Right above her head, especially, there was like some light, almost like lens flare-ish light. Very cool, subtle effect. Really, really well done. Yeah. Again, this man's first movie, like, I'm super impressed by what he, what he accomplished. Agreed. So in the glass door, in this vision, written again in, like, the condensation, it says, Te amo. Quiero verte. Again, mm. this ghost leaving love notes. She loves him. Oh, she is into <laughs> Bernardo. Damn. <laughs> so in the vision... Ramona goes inside the house and into the kitchen, and in comes Estela into this kitchen. Girl, she turns on the gas burners, but she doesn't light them, you sneaky, sneaky bitch. And then she's like, Bernardo, vení. So in comes B, and she's like, look, he left them open again. I can stand that your dad treats us bad, but this is dangerous. Your dad is getting worse, and I'm leaving with Irina now. So this is what I what I meant by earlier, where like, okay, so did she did she lie about the dad being abusive, or was it was the lie about you know the ghost being in the house? Like, yeah. what? Because of this, I was like, oh, now we can't trust. Estela. You know, that's interesting because not for a moment until you mentioned it earlier and just now, like her saying he beat me. I was like, oh, I believe her 100%. Of course, obviously, because hello, believe women. Believe women. You know, this scene shows us that Estela also is quite manipulative. Yeah. This moment, I was like, oh, now things are all discombobulated. I'm not sure that she was lying about it, but this is proof that it it is quite possible that yes, that she, she could was. be. 
Yeah. Fuck. That is, that's tough. Yeah. So we realized that Estela was basically faking Bernardo's dad's illness. Yeah. To get B to be like, you need to get the fuck out of here. So this vision continues. And now we see B at a table talking to his old dad, who is wearing that same medallion that we saw before wrapped around the knife. Right. And also these two men are pretty much the same age. (laughs) Was this man 10 when he birthed this child? Like, what the fuck? So so B says, listen, dad, you can't keep living here. You treat Estela and Irina like shit because you know that she's not my daughter. So you're out of here. I found you this real expensive old folks home. You're going to love it. And the dad's like, you're a boludo. But okay. (laughs) Do me a favor, though. Wait till tomorrow and then I'll leave. So B is like. Okay, that's fine. Uh-huh. Ramona's vision continues, and now we see this old creepy dad, uh, you know, older dad, walking through the yard at night, and he's dragging a box. He digs a hole in the yard, and we realize, like, oh, that's he was the, box the one. From that's the, beginning. the fucking altar with, like, yeah. the candles, the knife in it. He dug a hole. He didn't even, like, bury it deep. It's just, like, no. kind of lightly placed into the earth. So then we're still in this vision. We're back in the house, though, and we see that fucking ball come tumbling down the stairs. She goes upstairs and cast on the wall next to the chained up door. She sees a demonic shadow. We fully get a close up of like these red eyes staring at her. Which I was like, ooh, the exorcist. A very old school look. Yeah. Which I liked. I, I liked. like too. Also, at this moment, the music is incrementing and like, like, it's and- like somebody playing scales on a violin out of tune and in the screechiest, scratchiest way possible. And like pressing hard. It was awful. And, and I so, so well done. So well done and incredibly spooky. So Ramona goes back out into the yard and she uncovers the hole and finds that, you know, semi-hidden altar that the dad buried. So we're back around the fire. The vision is over. Estela and B step into the salt circle around the fire with Ramona. They And they, they're like, holy shit, look at this altar. And inside this altar box, we see, again, a pentagram made of sticks. But there's a picture of Estela and a picture of Irina. Un- the pictures are underneath the pentagram. And the knife is straight up stabbing through the pentagram into the pictures. Yep. So Ramona's like, listen, we still have some time some time to talk without it hearing us. So B, how did your dad die? And B says, he died of cold lying on a park bench. He was a proud man and he escaped from the old folks home. So B clearly feels responsible. Guilt. For this. Yeah. So Ramona says, okay, so now it's all going to fucking come together. We're like all she's coming about out. Here to tell is. us what is up. Literally, Ramona says, I'm putting the pieces of your puzzle together. I, it, she literally does. <laughs> Rompe, rompecabezas? Rompecabezas, yeah. So she says, when I came to your house before, you know, whenever it was before, there were only a couple spirits here. I negotiated with them so it wouldn't get violent, and I gave them part of the house and the land, but one of the presences tricked me. It's a demon. Y'all got a demon. And the only thing I told you to do was not to use the bathroom at night. Your dad was pissed about you kicking him out, so he left the demon, this gift, the, the altar, the knife, yeah, to kill Estela 
and Irina. And so B is like, whoa, 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 whoa. My dad was into weird, dark shit, but he wouldn't kill them. So Ramona also says, look, I, I never would have ex expected Salvador, which is the, the old dad's name. I never would have expected this from him, but he found a way through this demon to do what he could not bring himself to do. And in return, he promised to let this demon exist on this plane. He made a pact. And Estela's like, hell no. Fuck I am this out of shit. here. Fuck everybody. Adios. And Ramona says, no, girl, you gotta stay because I've got this under control. I got this. I'm, I'm the witch here. Let me take care of it. So Ramona explains that the dad, I guess all of a sudden had a change of heart. He, he realized the demon was going to kill everyone, including B. So he started to regret the pact that he had made. And then he started using the spirits from the funeral home to stop the demon. But at th that point, it was too late. Yeah. He was the only one who could hold this entity. And so B says, wait, so that means no one is left in the house? Which I was like, you mean your lover ghost? Is your that what you're lover, talking about, B? Your child. And Ramona says, there's something with low energy left. And B is like, well, who is it? And Ramona says, it doesn't matter. And then we get a really quick glimpse of some fucking shit watching them from the window and it goes scurrying away. Ramona explains that each point of the pentagram represents a moon and that tonight is the demon's last chance, I guess, to kill B, Estela, and Irina. Your dad was expelled at just the right time from this house, which I don't understand. I don't get what the hell that means. I'm sure, like, the dad left the house or uh -huh. or died, and so, like, the protectiveness that Bernard, or that Salvador had over this demon that bringing all the other spirits and whatever, once he got kicked out, then the demon has full run of this home. Got I think. It. Ramona's like, you gotta go get Irina now. The demon is gonna go after her anyway, and if she's here with me, I can protect her. Nothing will happen to her. So Estela goes to grab Irina from grandmother's house. We're inside the house a little while later, and everyone is there, including Irina. They're standing inside a salt circle. Ramona's holding a jug of what looks like jugo of juice. Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kool-Aid. And then she's For going, ghosts. shaka maka laka She's chanting. <laughs> she's got like a little bundle of like little flowers and sticks. And Irina immediately starts, she's like, this is weird. So she starts to text her grandma to come get her. Girl. No, girl. Trust Ramona. So Ramona says, drink from this jug with this Kool-Aid in your body. The demon won't be able to possess anyone in the house. The pact between uh, Salvador, the dad, and the demon expires at dawn. So we just have to hold out all night. So they all drink from this jug, including fucking reluctant asshole teenage Irina. She finally Ugh. drinks from the thing. I literally wrote, just drink it, Irina. Just Drink it. You saw Come a on. fucking naked dude in your goddamn room. Why wouldn't That's you? That's why I was confused. I was it. like, why are you all of a sudden being like, I don't, you guys are crazy. I don't believe you. You saw yeah. a ghost. Probably uh, honey, several. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So all of a sudden, something is moving around upstairs. And Ramona says, stay in the circle. We just have to resist. Do not get tempted by anything. And then furniture is moving around, lamps are flying, things are smashing and crashing everywhere. The demon with like growly breath gets right up to Ramona and breathes right up in to her, her face. fucking face. I was like, her hair. <laughs> her hair gets blown. Ramona says, the demon can't find a way to kill you. And then bam, Irina sees her dad standing nearby beckoning to her. So she follows him. I was like, don't be tempted. You don't, just listened she, to Ramona just say, don't that. be tempted. 
dead. And then they quickly notice that Irina's gone, but Ramona says, don't follow her. The demon can't hurt her. It can just scare her. Because she got Kool-Aid in her. Right. And then Ramona says, this is weird because I feel like the demon isn't in the house anymore. But then the funeral home buzzer buzzes. Ramona leaves the circle. She goes to the glass door and we see Irina's grandmother creepily walking through the yard toward them. Uy. And then Ramona's like, that, that's not grandma. That is no. fully the demon. Demon grandma grabs the knife in the altar. And we do get a shot of her face, which has like red eyes. I thought it was horrifying. I found it like slightly silly because the grandma is like she like curves her lips like Elvis Presley but it is still creepy a very same, quick glimpse same eyes that we saw earlier that Ramona saw in the vision up the stairs like the same red horrible exorcist so clearly eyes. possessed I, grandma I was like uy, 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 no me gusta no me gusta so and she bends down to pick up the knife from the altar outside and she's like dragging her feet. I thought this grandma did a great job of being a like possessed person. And then all of a sudden doors and windows are rattling. Ramona blocks the glass door and she's like, fuck it. Leave the circle. It's no use anymore. Please block the windows. The door behind Ramona busts open and demon grandma stabs Ramona in the neck. And I mean to the hilt and twists the fucking knife. I was like, holy shit. Did not see this coming. Yeah, fucking A. And then upstairs, we cut to Irina. She's freaking out because basically what we see, we just focus in on her. And we hear the demon killing everyone in the house. It's just horrible sounds of Estela and Bernardo getting stabbed to death by demon grandma and Estela screaming like, no salgas, hija, no salgas, don't come out, just stay there. Oh my God. All of a sudden it's more quiet. We just start to hear like dragging and then we see that this ex-husband, dead dad, is sitting right there there with Irina and he holds her. Yeah. It's honestly very sweet. They embrace. It's very sweet. And I wrote, protect her dad ghost. Yeah. And it's funny because when we pull away after they've done hugging, she's holding his jacket, which is the jacket that she was wearing when she went to the bathroom. Yes. So I was like, oh, maybe he protected her while she was in the bathroom, which is no entre en la noche room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, when we saw him before and he was beckoning to her to get out of the circle, I was like, oh, that's the demon. But that was, I was him. Yeah. That was actually, he's the low energy entity yeah. that Ramona yep. was talking about. And he was not trying to trick her. He he knew that demon grandma was about to Shit slash about this to place go up. Down. And he was protecting her. So she's holding the jacket. It's very sad. She puts, Irina puts the jacket on. She tries to open the window and it won't open. And then Irina sees Ramona stumbling through the yard. She calls for help. Ramona says, Irina, don't get close to your grandma. She's the <laughs> demon, <laughs> demon girl. And then poor Ramona collapses. Irina goes downstairs and she discovers five coffins all laid out for her. And three of them are in the floor in like a triangle. At this point... There's also just to give the sound uh, design another shout out. Please. There is a there is a wah 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 sound, which is very again reminded us of uh, reminded me of uh, Paramo a little bit. Yeah, wah wah. <laughs> so uh-huh. so three coffins kind of in a triangle, and then there's two standing coffins pushed against a wall. 
And four of the coffins are closed. You know, they got the top on. But right. there's one of the coffins pushed against the wall is open and I believe written in blood. It says Irina. Irina. So Irina desperately tries to open the door. It won't budge. And then she hears again that squeaky window writing and she draws it's back the curtain. It's her ghost stepmom. <laughs> so in the condensation, like the drawing first is of a key and then a coffin and a question mark. But to me, I was like, is this... The demon? I think it was uh, Carmen. Car- it was the ghost lover who is probably like, I'm going to help you because that's the that's the way that she was communicating before. So she's like, the way for you to get out, I know where the key is. It's in the fucking coffin. It's in the coffin. See, to me, I was like, that's the demon taunting her being like, you got to open these coffins now, which is what she's about to do. Yeah. So she opens one coffin and inside is the fucking head of that poor German shepherd poor that was thing. tied up all day. By the way, his name is Orco. We discover I now. Know. Pobrecito. She opens another and discovers Bernardo dead, fully slashed in the face. Oof. She opens another and she finds her mom with a full stab wound to the gut. And as she's crying over the body of her mom, the other coffin pushed up against the wall bursts open. Here comes ooh, 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 demon ooh, 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 grandma, keys <laughs> in one hand, knife in the other. Irina freaks out. She backs up. And at this point, Estela wakes up. Thank goodness. She grabs demon grandma causing the demon grandma to flying. drop the keys. So Irina grabs the keys and tries to open the door as demon grandma just viciously stabs Estela. Oh my God, the stabbing was the so worst. awful. Hideous. Always yeah. like, I think stabbing we can both agree, just, the worst. Yeah. I hate Every it. Every time we see stabbing in movies, we're both like, ah, ah, ah. It's so yeah. scary to me. So just painful. Mm. So Irina finally is able to open the door. She goes rushing out as demon grandma chases her. Ramona is still fucking alive. So she's God like, bless. she is holding on. And so she's like, the demon locked everything. You got to hide. Ooh. So Irina runs into the to the porta this potty. Demon grandma running to the. Oh, my God. I was Barely like, no, 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 no. Oof, I mean, oof. she is right there. She's swinging that knife, too. She locks the porta potty door. And then the demon grandma is just like stabbing through the plastic walls. Stay in the middle, girl. Just She's, huddle yourself up in the middle. And stand get on the toilet and just like Don't hope move. for the best. Yeah. But then we hear a rooster crow. And then we hear Ramona's voice saying, leave her alone. The pact has ended. Leave that body. We hear a disgusting stabbing sound and like bloody choking. Ramona says, Irina, it killed your grandma. I saw in your eyes all of your pain. And we just we're just focusing on Irina crying and yeah. crying. And I got to say... This actress nailed it. Oh, damn. Wow. And then Ramona says, I leave you a special gift. It won't last long. So Ramona again, she's like, haka chaka. She's chanting. And then. (laughs) Maka chaka shakalaka. (laughs) And then Irina steps out of the porta potty and she is in full dance clothes. The sensor lights. Okay. The sensor (laughs) lights come on, lighting her up. And there is her dead asshole dad, Estela her grandmother, and they all watch her do a full dance sequence. Okay. (laughs) Now, this is the point of the movie where you'll either be like, oh, my God, I'm so moved, or you will immediately be like, I am out. That was me. I I was number two. So sorry to say me, too. I was like, no, you lost me. You lost me because not only- Was it the ballet shoes? The little shoes? 
<laughs> because it was like, okay, I leave the bath, the porta potty, and I'm in a full different outfit. A, B, the dancing was so bad. It wasn't great. Let's just. It say- was literally okay. <laughs> it reminded me of when I was a little kid and I was taking ballet classes when I was like six years old, and uh-huh. I would come home from the classes and force my parents to sit on the couch. I'd be like. Sit on the couch. I'm going to dance now. And I would like put on a performance. Like I would, dude. And it was like the things that I quote unquote learned in class. But like I wasn't a ballet dancer. I was a six year old fucking idiot kid being like, and plie and point my, like it was, it was bad. You know, when I'm talking about this, I'm like, she comes out and she does a dance number and like finally her family is there to see her. That is moving. And I feel that's very that, sweet. I but- understand the concept. Like finally she got what she wanted from the beginning where she was like, you never saw me dance. My dad never saw me dance. Only my grandma. And there's grandma too. Like the, uh, finally a happy family moment. Yes. But it's no, it didn't no. work. It did not work for me. Like <laughs> me neither. This, honestly, okay. Well, let's get to the end and then we can discuss. So she does this full dance sequence in front of her family. Mm-hmm. They all applaud, and she she's like running up to either run to her dad or her mom, and she and picks she her goes mom. to her mom, which I thought was surprising. But it's so sweet too. She's like, "Te quiero, hija. You mm-hmm. were great. They're embracing." And then back to hideous reality, Oof. she's holding her dying mother in her arms. Her dead mother. Estela collapses to the floor. She's fully dead. It's brutal, actually, for to have this that. This ending? Yeah. So then we're just left with Irina crying alone in the yard with the dead bodies of her mom, her grandma, Ramona, and fucking B inside. In a coffin somewhere. She's standing right outside the salt, the salt circle, just alone and crying as the sensor lights turn off one by one. And that's the end of our movie. Fiend. Now, the dance sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, talking through it now with you, I'm not a fucking director, but if I were, like, this is how I feel like you could make this work. She comes out of the porta potty. She discovers all these dead bodies. She's really heartbroken. And then. It's just her doing a, a dance by herself. Sure. And it ends like, cut the tights, cut those little ballet shoes. We like, didn't need the full change of outfit. And like, also, the the music throughout this movie was so good, but here, mm. no. Yeah. No. It, anyway. It was a weird <laughs> placement of cheese. You know what I mean? One, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Aside from that, a film I truly enjoyed. So Me how too. about we get into some trivia? Okay, I'm gonna let let's get... you go first. Sounds I've been good. Gabin. So my trivia, there isn't a lot, obviously, because this movie is so such a fresh little baby, 2020. So here is my trivia. This movie, weirdly enough, is not only is it known as the funeral home. It's also known as the Undertaker's home, which I thought was oh. interesting. I prefer the Undertaker's home, to be quite honest. Interesting. So Mauro Iwan Ojeda, this was his feature film debut. Wow, dude. He's only made two other shorts. Uh, one of them is called La de Messi, like Messi the the soccer the, player. The soccer player. I uh-huh. think it's. I don't know what it's about, but. In the picture, there's a little kid wearing a so- a messy uh, soccer jersey. So Cute. maybe it's about a soccer jersey. Sure. <laughs> 
And the other short that he has is called La Nueva Biblia, which also stars Celeste Jerez, uh -huh. who plays Estela. You can find Mauro's Instagram at Mauro Ivan Ojeda. Uh, there's lots of fun pictures and like stuff about his films. I gotta say, I did find his Instagram. Handsome fella, this very this guy. handsome, mm -hmm. lovely. <laughs> now Celeste Jerez, who played Estela, you can find her at, at Jerez Celeste. This I found from through her Instagram too is that she's the coordinadora or like the head of an acting school called Escuela de Actuación. Oh, cool. And you can find this acting school with lots of like provides acting classes to women, men, and children. In Argentina? In Argentina. Very cool. This, their Instagram is called at escuela.de.actuación. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Luis Machín, who is Bernardo, you can find him at, at Luis Machín OK. <laughs> oh. At Luis Machín OK. <laughs> he has a like an actual Wikipedia. Oh, by the way, Celeste, like her classes are like theater classes. So there, mm. uh, most of these actors have been really big theater people, specifically wow. Luis Machín. He is the founder along with other career partners, this is from Wikipedia, by the way, mm -hmm. of the, quote, Agrupación Filodramática Tequisimos con Locura. So this is like oh. a theater group cool. called Tequisimos con Locura. I, we loved you with madness, which ah. I think was such a fun name. Very cool. And he's been in such shows as La Importancia de Llamarse Ernesto by Oscar Wilde. Okay. <laughs> Noche de Reyes by William Shakespeare. What is Noche de Reyes? Noche de Reyes. Espérate, let me Google it. King Lear? Maybe. Twelfth mm. Night. Oh, got it. Okay. So for those who didn't know, Noche de Reyes is Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare. That is good trivia. Also, A Doll's House, aka Casa de Muñecas by Henrik Ibsen and in his Instagram, interestingly enough, there's a horrible picture of him dressed up as Hitler. Uh, uh where not not in a not in a, I love Nazis, but in that he played Hitler in a in a show. Oh, okay. But the picture is it's very odd to just be like, oh, and here you are as Hitler. What the <laughs> fuck? Wow, okay. He also has a lovely picture with Uwarana, who plays Salvador, his dad, uh, in uh -huh. the movie. Uh -huh. And I read in the caption, and it the reason the picture was up is because Uwarana had passed away. Oh, shit. And so I googled Uwarana, and... Um, in his Wikipedia, it says in the 1980s, he became popular for his part in an advertisement for Crespi Wine, oh. and then for his part in the TV sitcom Matrimonios y Algo Más, created by Hugo Moser, or Hugo Moser, sure. in which he played two characters who were highly acclaimed by the public, the quote-unquote Grancho in the comedy sketch El Grancho y la Dama, and Huguito Araña, who was a stereotypically feminine gay man. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which, okay. <Not> cool. <laughs> no. But after suffering a hard fall, Arana was hospitalized and subsequently tested positive for COVID-19 <gasps> during the COVID-19 pandemic in Argentina. And he died of the disease oh. in 
October 11th, 2020 at the age of 77, which means like he made this movie and then he died of COVID. Man, that is so sad. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Senor Arana. And Camila Vaccarini, who played Irina, has a lovely Instagram as well where she says, Actuo, canto, y modelo. So she's oh. a little bit of everything. And it's Lovely. a fun, lots of pics of her looking Modeling very pics. modely. Yeah. Cool. And lastly, when Estela was in the tub and she's like, I've got a bruise. I was yeah. like, ghosts and bruises. What's the <gasps> deal? So Ooh. I Googled ghosts and bruises. What's the deal? <laughs> oh, yeah. And an article from Bustle. That set uh, came up, written by Brandy Neal, uh, entitled "The Seven Creepiest Signs You're Being Haunted by a Ghostly Entity." Ew. So here are your seven signs, guys. One: objects are moving on their own. Watch out. The fuck. Two: strange sights. <laughs> Great. Strange sights. That's it. Period. Stra- strange sights. <laughs> there's there's stuff that describes sure. it, but I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. fuck on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three: feelings of being watched. Ooh. Four. Phantom Mania. Now, this is the one I'll read. This one is not only the creepiest sign you might have a haunting on your hands, it also means your ghost isn't at all friendly. (gasps) According to Kitty Fields, who is the person that she's gotten all this info from, Phantom Mania refers to feeling like someone is holding your body down in your sleep and waking up with unexplained bites, scratches, or bruises on your body. If this happens to you, get out ASAP. So guys, check your body in the morning when you wake up to make sure you're not fucking, there's no unexplained bruises. Uh, number five, Scary. persistent electrical problems. And number six, unexplained sounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. And number seven, cold spots. Sure. Those are your seven signs if you're being haunted. And that's the end of my trivia. Love it. Call yourself a paranormal invex- investigator, everybody. Investigator. All right. I don't have much trivia either. So let's see what I got here. Uh, the music was written by Jeremias Smith. So I just wanted to give him a little Good shout job, out. Good job, buddy. You nailed. you nailed it. Except for that little dance sequence. But <laughs> we'll forgive her for that. And then I found an interview from FearsMag.com with Ojeda. Oh, wow. And FearsMag, I mean, it's a long interview, but it asks him, what was the core idea that first inspired you to write the screenplay? To which Ojeda says, the core idea of the script starts from the premise that the funeral home business that shares the same space with the family's home slowly engulfs everything until the funeral business and the house become the same. Whoa. Human relationships and family bonds are dying, inert, withering, coffins piled up as household furniture, scattered wreaths, the presence of corpses roaming the house and the neutralized interaction of the family with them, all that opened a door for me to the world of the uncanny, defined by Freud as incidents where a familiar thing or event is encountered in an unsettling or eerie context in which the familiar turns strange or strange turns familiar or both realities in the same context, which I was like, oh, I absolutely felt that in your film. So yeah, for sure. It. But then fucking fears bag asks this question. They're like, with all these subplots in the story, did you decide not to explore them more as a result of budget or running time? Uh, what? <laughs> 
excuse me. So then Ojeda responds, well, you choose the points of view and where to focus. Those are decisions. Obviously, putting in action the plot in a shooting schedule affects those decisions sometimes. You have very little time to deliberate. In the case of the funeral home, there are many subplots that reinforce and strengthen the story, just as there are subtle elements that you can def- that you can detect or not as a spectator, which I was like, I feel like a slight hint of shade in there sure. f- of him toward this magazine. But I don't know. I like this interview. This is all I got from it because I, I really feel like he put thought into this film. Absolutely. And I think he did a really good job. Yeah. And now, very randomly, this is from fmc.edu. FMC stands for Fine Mortuary Mortuary College. Oh, boy. What does a funeral director do? Because I was like, I don't, I don't quite You've know. You never watched Six Feet Under? Listen, forgive me. Everybody, I have not watched Six Feet Under. I hear it's incredible, but not I that have not. it goes like mega into. But you get an idea of like. But you get that's what idea. it's about, right? Yeah. So funeral directors are frequently referred to as morticians or undertakers. They provide organized and thoughtful services in preparing the deceased while also giving consolation to the grieving loved ones. These are just some like funeral service director tasks. Among the funeral service director's key tasks are consult with families or friends of the deceased to arrange funeral details, such as obituary notice wording, casket selection, or plans for services, Mm -hmm. direct and supervise work of embalmers, funeral attendants, death certificate clerks, cosmetologists, or other staff. I'm also Obviously, like, he did not have a cosmetologist on hand. Well, I'm thinking he was the one who was doing everything in there. <laughs> the Maybe. dad, he was doing everything. Other things such as offer counsel and comfort to families and friends of the deceased, schedule funerals, burials, or cremations, sell funeral services, products, or merchandise to clients. Funeral director services provided are also embalming, cremation, and respecting customs and requests. There are a lot more. I'm sure. But I was like, I don't quite, like, I didn't know if a funeral director could be an embalmer also, or but I think, like, certain funeral homes, depending on the size, like, yes, you could be doing almost everything. I mean, if I'm thinking about my girl, Dan Aykroyd did the embalming and also was directing the whole thing. Yeah, so. So I guess it all depends, it depends. on how big or small your funeraria is. That's a perfect example, honestly, because in the basement that's where he does all his stuff yeah fucking Dan Aykroyd and my girl anyway so that is my (laughs) trivia (laughs) um you want to ask um, let me ask you some questions about that great Johnny were you scared yes great music and uh that definitely built the spooky atmosphere yes i was scared how about you so me too i was definitely scared ghosts in general listen i i think i've said this on the pod before but whenever it comes to like ghosty ghost things that it's always gonna get me same what was your best scare the demon hands on the chained up door pulling the door that definitely gave me a start what about you mine was the naked man in that fucking girl's room i was like no oh yeah but also i'm gonna give a special shout out to that grandma being real creepy with her fucking creepy eyes because i i looked at her i was like oh god i hate it yeah no uh who was your favorite character i'm gonna give this to ramona like i feel like bernardo estela Irina, they all did a great job, but they were kind of unlikable characters. Mm. As much as I felt for them, because I know they're going through a lot of shit, 
But Ramona came in. She, you know, survived with this stab wound for so long and kind of like, you know, she gave Irina this cheesy but beautiful vision. So Ramona all the way. What about you? Mine was also Ramona, but I want to give a special shout out to the sassy ghost mistress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, Carmen, I think was her name. Carmen, because she yeah, just girl. was like, "I don't you fucking leave me here like an idiot, and I want to see you, and I'm in love with you, bitch. Like, I was all about that hoe. <laughs> yeah, she was persistent. What was your best line? Que no se meta conmigo esa vieja de mierda. That, ooh. for me, I was like, ooh, I feel like we just, like, dropped in this movie where I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. There is trouble in yeah. this house. So that, Estela's line, that takes it for me. What about you? Les pido que no me hablen. <laughs> <laughs> like, get it tattooed on your body. And... Straight up, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Les good. pido que no me hablen. Um, what was your best death? The Ramona surprise neck stab that I mm-hmm. totally did not see coming. And the fact that she lasted so long, her death, for sure. What about you? Totally. For me, it, I mean, you couldn't really see it, but it was awful. It was awful to listen to was hearing Estela and Bernardo get stabbed to death through the door. Like just yeah. having it be Irina hearing that happen, I thought that was just awful. That's the power of like the power of not seeing it and what mm-hmm. your imagination conjures up. Worse. And having her having her to the her dying breath be like, Ija, stay there. Quedate ahí. Like don't get out. Like protecting her. It was heartbreaking. Very yeah. hard. Did you learn anything? Uh, from no. this culture. I would say no. Nah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And finally, how many ooze do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie three and a half ooze because for a debut feature, I think Ojeda did a great job. All the performances completely sold me. Like, they were so good. Again, that dance sequence was not for me. Mm-hmm. I get why it's there, though. But for the most part, I mean, I don't need to really watch this movie again because it's a downer, but you definitely affected me. So three and a half. What about you? I'm giving it three. I would do three and a half, but that dance sequence, I Oof. just laughed. Like, the fact that I laughed. I was like, we spent this whole time, like, you were delivering spooks, spooks, on spooks and then bam so i mean i think i literally was like oh no yeah no. other than that that sound design was so fucking great that soundtrack yeah. fucking just all the way through really really sold this movie i thought the relationships were really tough and like I love a complicated woman, so Estela and her jam, yeah. like, and there was, and something about this man having a secret affair with a ghost, like, it that tickles me. It, I thought that was just such a random, but like, I bought it. Wow. I was like, yeah, I mean, we haven't really that. I feel like that's something that's not really that explored in horror movies, and not at wow, all. We saw yeah. a ghost blowjob. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Cool. Well, we made it. Here we are. Here we are. Let's step on out of this uh, funeral home. Please. We've paid our bills. Maybe write a Yelp review about my grandma didn't look so hot. Um, You need to throw on some some rouge because come on. Just a a touch of rouge, maybe a (laughs) mascara here and there. Come on now. Come on. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate every single one of you. Make sure and subscribe and rate and review us. Mm-hmm. Follow us on the old social media at Wikiorror. Follow our network, Sonoro Podcasts, at Sonoro Podcast. You know what? I'm going to give a fun little shout out right here. Mm-hmm. We were recently guests on a, a lovely oh horror film podcast mm-hmm. like ours with two good pals also like us, <laughs> uh, Random Number Generator Horror Podcast Number 9 that's hosted by Jeffrey Craner and Cecil Baldwin. And we had such a fun time with them. We did. Uh, we highly recommend you, A, check out our episode because duh. Hello. <laughs> Pero also check out their other episodes with really, really fun horror movies. It's such a great show. It's a great pod. Cecil is the horror expert and Jeffrey is the <laughs> sweet baby learning the ropes, which I think is kind of our deal too. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally. Johnny being the expert and me being the dummy. Sweet baby. Uh, <laughs> sweet baby. So check that out. They're lovely, lovely gentlemen. Thanks for having us on, guys. We loved it. Yeah, we had the best time. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Drink a glass of water. Don't put a shrine in your backyard to kill your step daughter and, and daughter-in-law how about you don't don't start affairs with ghosts like that it's just not gonna work it will not work it won't work and if you want to get a ghost blowjob well you know don't that's be in gonna, the previous <laughs> relationship man that's gonna be some real cold icy goosebumpy <laughs> sex like no nobody wants that nobody <laughs> wants that there are real people in the world for you there's someone for anybody there uh, is <laughs> Hey, Johnny, I fucking love you. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.